0: out of you, my friend. We're joined by Chris Vecchio, and we've got Let Me Explain. Welcome to the show, Chris. Gentlemen, good to see you this Tuesday. Don't lie to me. It's good to see me, but Tom's here. Tom, how are you? Mm.
1: Hello, Chris. Good to have you here. I thought we would—I um, want to do something a little different today. We've been talking about markets. We we know we've got—we're on, we're on J-PAL Watch and everything else, but it's a really kind of a slow opening here today. Very slow opening.
0: And I probably, thought. Probably the tightest range we've had, you know, in two weeks, right?
1: Yeah. Now it's, I mean, it's crazy tight, nothing going on. Um, and I thought a topic that we get a lot of emails on from customers and a topic that we never, ever cover because we don't really research it or stuff like that. But I thought it would be good from a, just a very high level to talk about real estate, maybe a little bit residential, and and obviously some commercial. The only expertise I have on the commercial side is just that we're involved with trying to sell a commercial building right now. We're moving from, we just subletted our our other space, and we're moving into somebody else's space. You know, that was somebody else's space. So we're, we're doing a couple of big commercial real estate transactions in Chicago right now. We're we're moving all of Tasty into one office from multiple offices. So we've been we've been in the business, we've been in the space now for the last couple of months, and you know, and then trying to trying to rent another one of our spaces out, trying to sell another building while we're while we while we're taking over a different building. So there's lots of stuff going on. So we're in the middle of all this stuff. So I feel like I have a little bit of, at least, real time experience right now of what the marketplace is doing, at least here in Chicago, and I don't think it's that different anywhere else. And sounds
0: I, to me like sounds to me like you want to vent.
1: No, 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 I'm not. No venting. I, I have not, I'm not upset or anything. I just, I'm curious because, you know, we talk about, you know, equity markets and we talk about tradable markets all the time, and real estate. Let's be fair. It is. It's. It's not a tradable marketplace. It never has been, in my opinion. Um, uh, totally liquid. Yeah, yeah. It's totally liquid. It's the fee structure's crazy. The inefficiency is, is wild. But let's start with let's start with commercial for a second. And there's been a lot of stuff written that you know because because so many people have you, you know since the pandemic changed the way they work and they don't come to work anymore, that there's obviously, you know, um, a need for less space. I saw that at Google the other day, they suggested that, you know, yeah, it makes sense now to share desks. And at other places, they're saying, hey, you know what, we only need half as much space. But yet, I spoke to JJ this morning, who's in London, who said he can see 25 cranes outside the window where he's at in in our office in London. And he's like, there's 25 freaking cranes, Build, mm-hmm. you know buildings going
0: building stuff right yeah
1: building yeah. stuff sure. everywhere and these are not residential these are all commercial and mm-hmm. here's the crazy other thing in chicago which you know which sometimes i think it's a bad rap for whatever reason more people have moved back to the city and it's now the largest the largest population growth We've had in Chicago in decades back into city limits, so everybody's moving back into the city. And Chicago's not alone. Same things going on in London right now. Same things going on in New York. Same things going on in LA. You know, so um, the the markets, the, some of the pricing has come down, but the markets are tight. And um, on the residential side, and on the commercial side, there's plenty available. But like, does that? How does that impact? all the other stuff that we do and the markets that we trade and interest rates and everything else. Like, Let's talk real estate for, for a little bit today. We only got we only talked for 10, 15 minutes. Let's do it.
2: Sure. I mean, commercial real estate is really a, a question of what's the work-from-home future going to be like, right? And uh, unfortunately, the reality is right now that for large parts of the economy, there's still a strong desire to work from home. I mean, realistically what's lost if people work from home. A multi-hour commute during the day that saps productivity and energy. So no one's really in a rush to go stand on the train.
1: (laughs) Spoken, spoken like a, we're on different sides of the fence on this one. I just wanna be very clear. I mean, you say what's at work is a multi-hour commute. Um, I say what's at stake is 30 to 40% productivity. So I'm on the different side of the fence. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, we're just, I'm just saying, but there are two sides to that argument. I say we lose 30 to 40% in, in total productivity. I say we've gone from, you know, from the equivalent of, of five, almost five full days to basically three full days of work per person. So I think we lose you know, almost 40%. And, and you're, who, I don't care about the commute. That's not my problem. <laughs>
2: Sure. So I guess my perspective is the subsidiary that I was in prior to coming over to Tasty Trade was a Satellite Office to begin with. So sure. most every, most everyone we interacted with was over Microsoft Teams or Zoom anyhow. And now the rest of the world is kind of on our playing field. So I don't really see anything that different as, as opposed to the fact that I just do more of my stuff from home. Um, I guess that's my my personal rose-tinted glasses sure. on it, that it's not really a big loss in productivity if you've been doing it in a similar setup for a while. So anyway, the, the point is that... Commercial real estate has changed, right? This is a this is an industry with with a market cap of about 1.34 trillion in 2019, and as of the end of last year, we're still only back to 1.2. So, unlike the tech sector or financial services, which have added jobs since the pandemic, have expanded their footprint, have grown their total market capitalization in the past few years, it's not the case for commercial real estate. They're still underwater. They're still lagging, uh, and part of this is because. Surveys show that people don't want to get on a train, a subway, get in their car, and drive to a central business district for work. So that means you have all these vacancies popping up. Vacancy rates in commercial real estate right now are about 15%, which— noteworthy there, Tom and Tony. Uh, Vacancy rates are bigger than the drop in prices thus far, which suggests that unless these spaces start to get utilized or returned to in some form or fashion, then you're going to see a further hit impairment rate among some of the valuations of of these properties. Now, this is obviously a big problem for the market. It's a big problem for local governments, too. New York City is losing about $12 billion a year in in annual tax revenue from their lack of workers in offices downtown and in Midtown. So, Um, It's posing all sorts of problems for the economy, right? If the government doesn't have as much money to put in its coffers, then that may mean a decline in services elsewhere. And uh, like it or hate it, uh, G has a positive coefficient in your GDP equation. So if the government's going to be spending less money on the local level, which is constrained by budgets and balanced budgets, and they don't have their own currency to print, so it's not like the federal government, then they can contribute less to local growth. And that means uh, chances of a deeper economic slowdown. So it's a problem that policymakers on both the fiscal side and on the government side are dealing with in real time.
1: It's a problem that that um CEOs and boards and, and companies are dealing with on a you know on a productivity basis, on also on a planning basis. You know, it's it's sure. it's hard for us. You know, like we're we're trying to plan, you know, moving everybody into one space and at the same time, you know, challenged with how many days do people show up, things like that. But the other side of it is I was talking to the real estate firm that we use, and they're they're saying, Oh, you know what? Business has never been better because everybody is, um, everybody is maneuvering. Like, yeah, the, I
0: think that's what you're, I think that's what you're yeah, seeing. Switch yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's like one, one door closes, another window opens. I mean, yeah. it's always gonna be that way now it may it may return to what was the old norm or it may return to what ends up being a new norm just like any kind of uh, revolution whether it be the industrial revolution or this pandemic revolution or anything else like that it always comes something good comes from it there are always businesses that will thrive when something changes well it's funny that, sure.
1: that the the business of commercial real estate you know, it, it feels like, yeah, yeah, you're not renting, you know, entire floors, but firms are, you know, again, the activity level seems to be there. Um, also, the other thing I noticed, which is weird because we're invested in some other businesses, is that, that, is that there's, there's not as much negotiation. There's no panic. Like, you know, real estate's the weirdest thing to me. In the stock market, there's panic. You know, people bang stuff out. I never, in real estate, nobody budges it is it's a global thing it's like yeah occasionally you'll get a like a distress sale and something like that and you would think that between interest rates being so much higher and the cost to carry and the deals that have to be made to carry these and the and the increases in rent to carry the additional carry costs additional taxes and everything else you know you would think that that market would just would have given up a lot and it, and you know it it hasn't and i think that that's that's um, that's also pretty global. Like, we were talking to John on Sunday night when Ilya was on, and he said, like, new homes in Australia, um, residential, were down, like, 25%. But on the commercial side, and interest rates were, you know, upticking, whatever, another 25 basis points. But net, net, you know, prices hadn't come in that much. And, I mean, obviously, I would think you would have— I mean, at first, when the pandemic happened, I thought you'd see it mostly on the— commercial side and i thought like getting short you know some of these stocks like what's the main uh Time commer- out.
0: first when the pandemic hit we thought it was going to be a week or two
1: no no i, I mean, know but but like we were looking two weeks at some to stop of the spread we right. were, yeah we were looking at some of those commercial sites uh the, the trading vehicles what's the main one we trade tony it's uh i forgot which one it is it's damn it
2: xlre vq no
1: no it's more of like um simon property or something like that Oh, I mean, Simon sure.
2: Property Group or something. Yeah, Simon, Simon uh, Property
1: Group was like the was like one of the pub, publicly traded ones that we were trading. S- SPG. Yeah, and it was like it was like seventy five or eighty dollars, like the pandemic, and it was like okay, well, how is this thing ever going to recover? And then it got to like one hundred and fifty. It's
0: one hundred and twenty now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, one hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. So like, it was a tough
0: trade from the short side.
1: So, Chris, what do you see on the residential side?
2: Residential side to me is a lot different than it was back in 2006, 2007. This isn't your father's housing recession, gentlemen. And I say that because of the the composition of mortgage rates held by consumers right now, uh, back in 2005, 2006, 2007, as we're going into the, the housing crisis, some 40, 45% of people have floating rate mortgages. And so as the Fed pushes up rates back in the mid-2000s, mortgage rates go up. And so all these people with you know, their ninja loans and second and third homes predicated on nothing, well, they don't have the cash flows to meet that step up in payments each month. And ultimately, the housing market goes bust. But we're in a different situation. This is one of those things that we learn from here in the United States. Only about 5% of people have Floating rate mortgages now. So even though interest rates have gone up across the board, it it, it hasn't impacted you if you've owned a home. It's only impacted new buyers. Now it becomes a pair of golden handcuffs to an extent. If you have a two and a half or three percent mortgage rate, you're probably not trying to move anytime soon because. Yeah, maybe you want to downsize, but your payment structure is not going to change. The the increase in mortgage costs at a 65 or 7% level is going to uh, subsume the savings otherwise. Um, But the residential market has a different problem. It's it's not just that we're seeing uh, the fact that it's not as unstable as it was or unstable as it was back in the 2000s. It's that we just don't have any inventory coming on right now, right? And this means that even though prices have declined— They've cooled off during their pandemic swell higher, but it's not like they're underwater relative to 2019. So inventories are really, really down. Uh, And you have in most metropolitan suburban housing markets, and they say like the fringes of Chicago, the fringes of New York outside of LA, these housing markets aren't really seeing a significant bust, so to speak. So people are in pretty good shape. If their housing values aren't declining substantially, then there's that kind of reverse wealth effect where then all of a sudden they feel like they have more money. Uh, and that allows them to go outside and put money on their credit card during a high-interest rate environment. And and, and the, the high inflation is not helping here, Tom and Tony. Rising costs push up building materials, which means it's less profitable for new construction, and then it becomes this kind of self-fulfilling feedback loop. So maybe commercial and real residential can help, help themselves, right? You have all this open space in commercial buildings. People need places to live in cities. Rents are through the roof, as we know. Let's convert some of these commercial spaces to residential and give the people what they need.
1: It may happen. It's
0: harder to do than you would think. Of course. Yeah. No, of course. Um,
2: Plumbing's not right. Electrical's not right. It,
0: it takes a yeah, whole host. This, this environment that we have, if you want to talk interest rates for a quick second, this environment that we have now of rising interest rates is the first time we've had that in what? A- 40 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean— you talk about the last time we had a, a housing crisis. It was because of rising interest rates, which is around the same time. If we don't get interest rates, and I think interest rates, are, obviously, they're they're low relative to historic levels. But you're going to weed out some of this. You're going to get a little bit of panic in some markets. You have to, sure. I, think. I
2: look yeah. Portland, right. Austin, right? Some of these frontier housing markets in the United States have seen double-digit price declines over the mm-hmm. past you know, year or so. And that's to be, that's to be expected, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, but don't forget,
1: like you're talking Austin and Nashville, like those places have gone, you know, insane. So, you know, places like Chicago where I haven't moved much, I don't think you're going to see much, but... You know, yeah.
2: No, you haven't seen much in New York or Chicago. It's, it's like two or 3% off, two or 3% down, right? It's a lot more lot more stable than anywhere else. But, Tony, to your point, creative destruction is important, right? That's one of the things that higher interest rates kind of allow for. That higher hurdle cost of capital means that not many people survive jumping over the initial uh, barriers to entry and starting a business. And that means fewer bad businesses get off the ground. It means that quite frankly, fewer changes occur in society. So perhaps a period of stability for the real estate markets will be good. A little bit of a reset here. Uh, I can't tell you how many times my parents have said, we have no sympathy for you. When we first got our uh, got our first mortgage, we were paying
1: 14%. Yeah, me too. But you know, it's funny. Um, there's, I think people, one, there's going to be a couple lessons from this. One lesson is going to be next time rates get cheap, everybody's going to refinance to uh
2: <laughs> cannot wait to refinance tom and tony <laughs> exactly
1: exactly well i mean if you didn't refinance you just you know you were just lazy um and um he just called you lazy i think Chris. no no, I think no, no i'm saying case. if you didn't refinance last time
2: i mean you had what three years i'm on my first mortgage so you know I'm okay. not there yet but
1: but i mean i'm just saying most people had like a crazy amount of, of time to, sure. to refinance and 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 i think the and i and i do think people are going to look at you know leases i i do think this is actually all going to be better for um uh like especially small like small companies i don't know how you can build a startup and not be in the office like i don't know how you can build oh, something yeah. i don't know how you can start something and mm-hmm. not be together like, I just don't know how you can do it. Like, people say, well, yeah, we're building a company, but we're in six different countries. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't, I don't even think it's possible. Like, I would never invest in that company.
2: Listen, there's, there's probably some benefit of synergies by interacting directly with other individuals in the early stages of a company, right? When you need that cross-pollination of ideas. Um, I just go back to my own personal experience, which is if I wanted to talk to you, Tom, prior to the pandemic, We had a talk on Zoom or Teams. And so nothing really has changed.
1: Yeah. 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 But, (laughs) yeah, but, but we couldn't build, we couldn't have built anything that we've ever built. I agree. You know, there's going to be a move back. There's going to be, um, especially for people that are, you know, as, as the next cycle of, new companies, innovation, you know, as as all that stuff starts growing, not everybody's going to WeWorks, okay? They're going back to, you've got to have your own space, and it's going um, to- if there's, ha-
2: a, if there's a recession later this year, companies will absolutely use a, a, a changing labor market as an excuse to get people back to work. Yeah, sure. No doubt in my mind. Yep. No doubt in my mind. 100%. I agree. Yep. Beautiful. We're trying to figure out who to fire. You want to come back in the office, you don't? Okay, the guy who doesn't want to come back, he's fired. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's, That's what's going to happen. Yep. Full production. All right. That was a different discussion. It I like Stiles it. will
0: break my bones, but nays will never harm me.
1: Chris, thank you so much. Good <laughs> seeing you today. And we will talk soon. Nothing Sounds
0: happened, good, by the way. Nothing happened while we were talking. Nothing did happen uh, at all. Um, Chris, you're going to have a very long commute. Otherwise, it was nice knowing you. Talk to you later. We got more Tasty Live after this. We got uh, what's coming up, Saz? We got a market measure. It's good. That's right, my friend. You listen to Tasty Live.
2: The content of this podcast is created, produced, and provided solely by Tasty Live Inc. and does not represent the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliated companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be trading or investment advice or a recommendation that any security, futures contract, digital asset, other product, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities, futures products, and digital assets involve risk and may result in a loss greater than the original amount invested. Tasty Live Inc., through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided may not be appropriate for all investors and is provided without respect to individual investor financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tasty Live Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.